Hi, this is Jeff Kober, and we welcome you to this podcast. Last week, as part of the press event for Tron, details hmm, sparsely given were provided on Epcot celebration and construction at the heart of Epcot, a construction that never seems to end. Given an important image made public a few years ago, we seek to explain why this section of Epcot is going to become what it is. It also will help us to understand why the uniquely designed festival pavilion never got built and why we ended up with Communicore in its place as well as Harmonious, a show that is speculated to be worth over $100 million and what appears now to be completely uprooted and tossed out. Nor is it. We'll go over these vague press details in an effort to understand not just what is going to happen, but what is not going to happen and why. Join us for this podcast on what's happening at Epcot. Plus, I'm happy to announce today a, a big change for, um, for the work that I do. Um, as of this week, what has been DisneyAtWork.com and DisneyAtPlay.com will now become DisneyInsights.com. I, when I went about creating what I've created, I actually started with Disney at Work over, over 12 years, I believe, as a title to um, uh, uh, apps, which I had actually on the Apple uh, iPad or iPod um, going way, way back. And, um, and it's, it became kind of the title of the website. It became the title of, of the podcast. But I also wanted to bring in not only best in business ideas from Disney, but I also wanted to bring in some of the things that are happening in terms of of what's going on in the parks and the latest at um, the different festivals and and the and and experiences across the globe at all the Disney um, parks worldwide. So I created Disney at Play.com. But what I ended up doing is even though the podcast has been one and the same, there's been two websites um, that I've gone back and forth and I've encouraged you to subscribe to each. Now this is going to be one um, one website, DisneyInsights.com. Now what you see for the podcast is it says Disney at Work and Play, or something equivalent. Some places it still says Disney at work. By the end of this week, it will be referred to as DisneyInsights.com. Don't worry. Um, when you go to the website, when you go to the podcast, you'll see the same familiar castle uh, icon. Um, you'll see the same familiar logo style. Everything will seem very familiar. It's all just going to be under one title rather than these two different titles. If you also go to my YouTube channel, which is, has been J. Jeff Kober. It is now Disney Insights. So all of these things are getting combined. We'll have a Facebook page, which will be Disney Insights. All of it will come together, and hopefully it will make, uh, will make sense, better sense for those trying to, um, trying to not only listen to these podcasts, but see the various things 
um, that we have. So please today, as you go through this podcast, check out DisneyInsights.com. If you type in Disney at Work or Disney at Play.com, you'll actually be sent automatically to Disney Insights. We're ha- we have a lot of um, visuals, a lot of video, um, a lot of imagery that Disney is. Re- we're going to refer to these images as we go through this. And mind you, all of this is brought to you by Performance Journeys, which celebrates its 20th year as a training development group. We hope that you'll find something you love about Disney. And we also hope that you can identify some things here in these podcasts that can relate many in many instances to your organization back home. And so um, it is sponsored by Performance Journeys, which is as much about the journey as it is about performance. And you can find out more as you visit DisneyInsights.com. Now, all of this said and done, since uh, 2018, and especially as we went into the D23 event in 2019, there have been well over 30 different additions that were announced. Some weren't even announced. Some just showed up unannounced. But what we have, and this is listed in DisneyInsights.com, is we have listed all 30 of these. I want to go through each of these. Um, As you go through, you'll see that those that have been realized are in bold. Those that are being constructed are in italics. And those that are neither in bold or italics just haven't been realized. And so let's walk through this to see just how expansive the work has been on Epcot, even though... We've got this big hole in the middle of the park of things not created still. So let's walk through that. The first thing was that they introduced a new logo, which doesn't sound like a big thing, but when you see how that type font has um, been brought, everything from the parking lot all the way through um, little... Uh, details throughout the signage and so forth throughout the park you see that just that little thing has been a massive investment they redesigned the pre-turnstile entry the whole tram (laughs) drop-off I know parking lot signs have been redone the whole security area has been redone there was a lot of investment it's a shame it hasn't been utilized because we haven't had um, trams still show up even though there have been recently new tram signs, they still haven't shown up in there. Um, they redesigned the entry once you pass the turnstiles. They redesigned that entry area to Epcot with new lighting, with new uh, um, with new landscaping, with new banners and flags, um, with a new fountain at the center, and an anthem by um, Pinard Topeka. Um, they have also added new lighting to Spaceship Earth and, and created a, um, um, a new lighting uh, package for the, um, for the globe itself, which has been so amazing. Um, and then, um, but they had also promised that they were going to do a new Spaceship Earth, um, well, 
show experience. I wouldn't say it's a new ride by any means, but they were planning on doing a new, they were going to redo a lot of the existing ride and it was going to be a new upgrade to that. That has not occurred. Um, and I'm not sure, I'm sure that Spaceship Earth will be redone in time. It needs to be redone. I just don't know that it will be as there was a sense of Disney logo and branding to relate back to the IP. And I don't know that that is necessarily going to occur. But notwithstanding, that was promised as part of the whole thing. There used to be a pin station in the center as you pass by Spaceship Earth. That was all moved and they remodeled the one of the entry gift shops to be a pin central store that has occurred on the other side they also remodeled guest relations as well as the gift shop they then announced three different lands replacing future world world discovery world nature and world celebration i would say that world discovery is pretty much 99 percent complete if you didn't include the play pavilion. Um, World Nature is still very much um, being completed with Moana and World Celebration again is this hole in the middle of the spine of Epcot. Um, there was to be a replacement for the electric umbrella that has come in the form of connections. Also, the old Starbucks was replaced with a big brand new Starbucks. There has been a new club cool that has been put in. The former Mouse Gears shop has been placed, uh, has been replaced with what is Creations. And by the way, you know, some people have referenced these projects as being kind of like, I mean, I, I heard one person criticize Creations as being just an, a shiny target and there's there's some thought to that the only thought i have about it is that it is so much better than mouse gears mouse gears was dark mouse gears had theming that nobody understood it was connected to a meet and greet and that's why it was called mouse gears you were supposed to see mickey mouse and then go into mouse gears that didn't make it past month one um, there's this wand that goes around. It didn't work a lot. It There was a lot that didn't really work for Mouse Gears. To me, Creations is open. It's light. They replaced those windows, which was a big part of Centorium, which was the original occupant in that building. So I think a lot of good has done. Uh, if anything, I think Centorium may have been the better experience with its it had two levels, if you remember, um, in that store. I thought it was nicer, but it was much smaller uh, because it had the Epcot polling place. Um, so, any rate, that has been replaced, and there has been a big investment in these things. Uh, the Connections Restaurant, which, again, Electric Umbrella, was very dark and... and uh, Kind of concerning. Space 220 has been added uh, over at Mission Space. 
um, which has created a greater uh, part to um, to the whole world discovery section. The Play Pavilion was announced, images shown, video shown. You'll recall, um, you'll recall, and I'll and I have this a link to the video that there was this um, show which um, uh, showed you the future of Epcot. And that has, um, that had a big section on the play pavilion and we don't know what's happened. Um, and so that's kind of out there. Uh, there was an Odyssey makeover that was done. Um, and that was part of where that video was shown. I wish they had kept um, some of those pieces, but now it's it's a more of um, an event uh, experience location. Um, but they did do a makeover on it. Now, in the middle, in this construction thing, there's been many things that were promised, some which are still coming, some which are not coming. Dreamer's Point is still coming. The new Walt Disney statue that premiered at D23 that I had a chance to see, that is coming just off the backside of Spaceship Earth. There was supposed to be this interactive wishing tree. Um, electronically driven, I don't know. There's actually a wishing tree in the new um, Toontown that opened. The re remodeled Toontown opened in um, Disneyland. But I got a sense that that wishing tree was actually a tree. I don't know what this was intended to be, but I don't know that it's really coming. There was something originally called the Story Fountain. There is a fountain coming. Don't know that it's much of a story fountain. Um, but there is a fountain coming, as well as an entire landscaping package to that area. Moana Journey of Water. And by the way, I show a video from the monorail of what all this looks like. And you definitely want to catch that at DisneyInsights.com. You'll see just how developed uh, Moana is and how far along for something that's not opening up for another six months. So um, at any rate, Moana Journey of Water is something that's coming. You probably don't remember, but there were a bunch of things that were announced back at D23 that have opened up. Awesome Planet was one of those things, a new film that replaced the old um, Circle of Life film at the Land Pavilion. Uh, they promised new character experiences, and some of those actually did open up over at the exit to Journey to Imagination. Um, they were closed during COVID, but they are now back up and opening. Um, and then there's supposed to be a new Mickey um, meet and greet experience that was announced as part of last week's announcements. I will go into that in just a few minutes. Canada Far and Wide and Beauty and the Beast sing along, whether or not you care for the latter. I, I Well, you may not even care for either, but those did open up as new attractions. Wondrous China was announced. That was also a big part of Epcot um, Forever, the, um, or not Epcot Forever, but the Epcot Preview uh, experience at Odyssey. 
no word on what happened to that film or what became of it. Uh, the Regal Eagle Smokehouse actually um, was announced at D23, as I recall, um, but it came along just um, just a month or two or three prior to to COVID. Gelateria Toscana was never announced by anyone until about a week or two before it opened, but it is opened and it's actually a very popular um, uh, dining, uh, well, um, kiosk. It's an elaborately themed kiosk. Uh, Takumi Te, a fine dining restaurant experience and one of the most expensive restaurant experiences on property. That um, opened up. Remy's Ratatouille opened up. The Creperie attached to Remy's and that whole area with the fountain and everything. All of that opened up. A Mary Poppins attraction was announced. No one described what it was going to look like, but it was announced. It has not shown up and there is no future date for it. A new three-tiered festival pavilion turned Communicore. Okay, that's we're going to go into detail in a few more minutes about what happened there. We are getting Communicore, but we're not getting the new festival pavilion. Although Communicore is supposed to be partly a festival pavilion. A new fountain show and center sculpture that is um, that actually never came. And that's what we're going to go into next. And then and then Harmonious and ultimately now the replacement to Harmonious, which did come and then is now leaving next week and then a new replacement later in the year, which they announced and even gave you a visual. We'll talk about that. At any rate, with over 30 things, 22 of these have actually been added, including six new attractions. Mind you, half of those were films and eight food and beverage offerings. So there have been a lot of things added. There are five still coming, and there are four with really no announced future um, behind them, such as Mary Poppins or the Play Pavilion. Now, what has happened since 2018 that has created the experience we're currently in? To do this, I have to emphasize an image that you're going to see at DisneyInsights.com. I will describe it as best as possible. It is an image of Epcot at night. It is an image of what um, was Future World, which has now become World Discovery, World Celebration, and World Nature. World Nature shows a very lush and detailed landscaping package to include what it has now become Moana, perhaps even more lush than what is the ultimate thing that's going to occur. But still, um, world nature was its own beast. World discovery in the image, what you see of the image is pretty much what's come, even though, again, the play pavilion has not opened. But, it's, but the facility still exists there. The thing that stands out in this nighttime image is the world celebration portion. The first part from Spaceship Earth um, is a sort of park area. You sense that the same Walt Disney statue, um, Dreamers Point, is supposed to be there. 
There is a lot of heavy landscaping, park-like elements. All of that is good. It's hard to see um, the connections shop, but you sense that the celebration shop is still there. Um, what is there is an earlier version of what was to become the festival pavilion. It doesn't look three-tiered, but it does look like it has um, a place to see on the top level of, in other words, a rooftop view from that pavilion. It also looks, to be honest, like there's a swimming pool on top of this pavilion. And that's a little bit confusing. You can even see steps into the pool. It's very, very confusing. But you also see what seems to be tables and chairs and and what is this area to look out. And it sits on top of the building. Now, in Epcot, you have this water barrier between what has been Future World and World Showcase. It isn't the World Showcase Lagoon. It is these two pieces of water that we have a land bridge that goes over it or a big walkway that comes right down the center of it. In this diagram, they have taken that space, not World Showcase Lagoon, but that space, and they have designed a massive fountain-looking show, like World of Color-style fountain show, um, to be in the center of it. They've also taken that walkway, and they've made a centerpiece to that walkway, and they've made other connection points to that centerpiece, and in the middle of that seems to be either a pool of water, probably a pool of water is what I'm thinking, and then emanating from that, either a something that is more of a projection or something that is more of a, a stylized um, artistic piece that kind of looks like a headpiece coming out. But it looks like it's intended. It's all done in little triangles. You have to see this piece to understand what it looks like. But um, And then around um, between this whole fountain area and what would become connections you see other buildings that are built one's donut shape like others are smaller circular type kiosk looking type size buildings and they're scattered throughout all this what do you take from this big image from this image you sense that they were going to push the nighttime show from the lagoon out toward this body of water and that this pavilion that was being built that pavilion was going to overlook from the roof this beautiful fountain show so that they could charge parties an additional amount to be able to see this show by the way from the the sponsorship space at chevrolet's test track you could probably seen it a little bit from there um sponsorship space up on their third floor 
And at any rate, all of this shows a very different looking Epcot than what we ended up with. Now, this water, this body of water that we've referred to, that has the, that separates Future World from World Showcase before you get into World Showcase Lagoon. This body of water has been an interesting um, aspect of Epcot for a long time. I think if they could have, they would have pushed Future World and World Showcase together. But they found these sinkholes. And as a result, this, and, and a sinkhole that was so deep, at the time they constructed it, they couldn't even figure out how deep the sinkhole was. And so they've left it as bodies of water. Sometimes they put little planters in it for flower and garden that it's really quite attractive. Little planters, planters that float around there. Um, but by and large, it has remained empty. They put a big, uh, a big uh, bed of flowers around it during flower garden, but the waters remained empty. I think they came to some conclusion that they could not install this fountain show unless they drained the water out of this area. And I don't think they can drain the water out of it. And, or they just saw that the cost of this was so prohibitive. So somewhere between this diagram, which I think showed up in the latter part of 2018, months away from um, D23, Somewhere in all of this, they got the idea, well, let's not spend the money on that fountain show. Let's spend the money on a, on a show and world showcase lagoon. Let's make that show even bigger in size so you can see it from the festival pavilion. And let's elevate the festival pavilion even higher so you can see it. And so the next image shows the festival pavilion itself. And it was intended to, it was intended to be three-tiered now. What was two-tiered in the first drawing seems to be three-tiered. The part underneath is just simply um, a shaded area that you walk through. I'm, there may have been some kiosks or, or an information booth or something. It was supposed to be the festival headquarters, so if you had questions, you could ask. There's sort of a staircase escalator set of things going up to the second floor, um, which was supposed to be, um, well, it had gone back and forth as to what it, that was supposed to be, to be honest. Um, at one point, that area, let me read what I think was the text on that originally. Um, that was supposed to be, um, a three-level structure will have one of the most remarkable designs at any Disney park and is expected to become a new icon for Epcot. By the way, I must be reading their text because I wouldn't have written it this way. It will feature a plaza level, a mid-expo level, and a park that sits in the sky with the perfect advantage for looking at nighttime spectaculars. Also, there was some additional artwork at that time that suggested that point of entry and Disney traders, the two gift shops that were that were at, at the entrance of World Showcase, that they were going to be removed. Removed so you could see the fireworks show. Removed so that um, you could have a great uninterrupted view from 
this festival pavilion that was being designed. All of this kind of makes sense. It also explains how we went from this fountain show in the waters up front to a very big elaborate staging of Harmonious with big LED screens, the taco shells, and the Stargate, the big circular projection. And I said earlier on when it was first staged, it was being pointed toward the festival pavilion, not directly center toward Spaceship Earth. As it stood, that festival pavilion eventually went away. The whole design of it, the whole look of it, which was a very futuristic kind of cool look for a festival pavilion. But it all went away, and in its place has come what has been now called Communicore. Let me just say, I don't know exactly why, but there could be two very good reasons. One is the cost. It may have been just prohibitive. But a second reason may have been is somebody probably, if they were smart at least, they should have, gotten into a bucket and lifted that bucket up to the height of the garden walkway from that location and then looked across at World Showcase and said, okay, is this a view worth paying for? Because they were going to charge a premium for people to see that from that garden terrace view. My guess is, and I have stood there near the construction site and kind of looked out toward World Showcase. And with that body of water between there and World Showcase, I think they determined this is not going to be worth the cost to build this. It's just people are not going to get the view as big as the taco shells and the Stargate may be. So then we went to a whole new diagram. A diagram or a whole new pavilion. A pavilion that looks an awful lot like the old Communicore, the old interventions. The shape of this building has that shape and it, and you're kind of looking at it and going, well, is this really any different than what was there before? Now, mind you, one of the problems with the old buildings, although I thought it also existed where Connections was, was that these buildings, as I heard them, had huge roof issues. So it may have been that these buildings needed to come down because it just wasn't worth the cost of repairing those roofs and keeping them up and going for what they're doing. But we have the diagrams in there. They were released a couple of months ago. They show the fountains. They show the displays that are going to be in there. Last week, they showed what the front of this was going to be, a sort of diamond, uh, I'm sorry, a triangular-shaped thing. It kind of looks like... Um, Spaceship Earth. It's very colorful. People have complained about the exterior look looking. In fact, a former Imagineer said it kind of looks like a Target store. I don't think so. If you recall, the old Interventions buildings, the old Communicore buildings, minus the fountain, which was pretty impressive. The fountain was impressive. The problem with the fountain is it got added on to when they built on a show in Epcot in 94 that they took from Tokyo, um, what was it, Galactic, I can't remember what it was called, but they increased the size of the fountains and added a stage, and it made the fountains less approachable, the stage never worked, the show definitely didn't last a month, and 
there was an enormous investment on those fountains, which are very expensive to upkeep. And they took all those fountains away. I think that was a miss. But if they were going to put fountains in the water, you see, they probably were thinking they were going to take the fountains out in the middle. I think that's how we lost the fountains. any rate, I'm just saying the buildings, without the fountains, without anything around them, honestly, the buildings look like industrial warehouses. They did not look impressive. They had no windows. They were um, um, basically black box theaters for whatever you wanted to put in them, um, whatever sponsor you had. This one shows Mickey and Friends at the corner. It shows the entertainment pavilion on the side. Inside, they have an image, and it's a terrible image. There's an oversized figment. There's a bunch of mobiles hanging from the ground. There's an inside-out kind of exhibit. There's something with Steamboat Willie. I, I don't know if this is a lobby. I don't know if it's an exhibit. I don't know if it's part of the festival aspect of it. I guess this could be considered part of maybe Festival of the Arts, if you combined all of them. It, it, it just looks, and it says artist concept only. I get that. Um, there are lights that look very similar to the ones that have been um, replaced or um, opened up to in connections and um, celebrations and, and was in the old Communicore building. I mean, honestly, you look at the interior view and it doesn't look a whole lot better than what the old interventions hallway looked like at that time it's that bad a diagram doesn't mean it couldn't be better but right now that diagram isn't doing anybody any justice added and made worse is the new visual of the nighttime show a visual which again is displayed at disneyinsights.com i can't even begin to describe it because it's indescribable it's a bunch of fireworks leaping off with a very centralized looking heart-shaped fireworks in the center but you don't have any sense that there's any barge that they're just simply i don't know coming out of the lagoon in little tiny places it's it's a very confusing diagram which is intended to just hold your be a placeholder for what really ends up happening. And I wonder if they really know what's happening. In my opinion, you're going to do the wrong thing by losing the taco barges. They were great LED. And the, um, they were not only great for LED for displays, they had those arms on them. And they were impressive with all their lighting and pyro elements. It just, it would be a miss to lose that. Stargate, mm, I'm not so, so... I like the arms on the Stargate, but I don't think you lose lose much on this. So right now we have a very ambiguous thing going on with the fireworks, but I don't think they're ready to tell anybody what it looks like. And if they told people right now they're bringing back the taco barges, people probably have a heart attack. So what's going to happen next week is Harmonious is going to end, and then there's going to be a whole new thing with Epcot Forever and they're going to see just a fireworks show and they're all going to say, oh, I liked it better with Harmonious. At least you had something to look at. And the attendance, you think the attendance was softer with Harmonious. Watch it go way down with 
with Epcot Forever. I mean, I like the music of the show, but the fireworks do not really hold you. And in the second version of that show, after um, after the pandemic, when we were waiting for Harmonious, they didn't even add the kites back in. Nor have that I've heard any talk about the kites coming back in. So things are going to get weak before they get better. To see all this, you really have to go to DisneyInsights.com. And I would ask that when you're there, make sure that you click on um, those elements there to make sure you are subscribed so that when you when we have new podcasts and new posts, you can be made aware of them. At any rate, that's what's happening at Epcot. Lots of good things have happened, but there's still some uncertainty of what's going to happen despite last week's announcements. Thanks for joining us for this Disney Insights podcast. It'll be called Disney Insights when you come back. Look for the castle icon. It'll still be there. You don't need to change anything. It'll be the same podcast. It'll it'll have all the previous podcasts. Just hang on for our next podcast because we're going to uh, keep it going with the new title, Disney Insights. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for being a part again in the words of Sinbad's storybook voyage, always follow the compass of your heart. Have a great day. We'll see you real soon. <laughs>